When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. And guess what? You don't have to die at the hands of a shape-shifting clown to join. No, all you have to do is tune in every Friday as us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. Each week, we'll either spend hours reading between the pages of one of his books or chew on his latest tweets and Hollywood headlines. What's more, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Mick Garris, Jerry O'Connell, Mary Lambert, Will Wheaton, and the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Wherever you're listening from today, uh, hit that subscribe button right now so you can keep up with us. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today I'm going to be talking with M. Ward. He gave us a new record, sort of a surprise release, called What a Wonderful Industry. And we're going to get into exactly what that title is about. The monsters, the heroes, and everything in between of this music industry. We also get a little update on his band's Monsters of Folk and She and Him. And his inclusion in a uh, new movie about Elvis Presley and America currently called The King. It's Kyle Meredith with M. Ward. Hey, Kyle. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Very good. The new record, What a Wonderful Industry. Um, a nice surprise, a really fun record, and what looks to be an interesting story that everyone just keeps looking at that title with a uh, a little crooked eyebrow on. <laughs> uh, I'd like to start there. Is this a concept record? Would you call it that? It's a collection of uh, songs that uh, are inspired by people I've met in the industry, and um, my hope is that it's an equal amount of uh, heroes and villains getting their uh, say and having their story in, 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 the, in, the, in the story of the record, in the story of, of how I see the industry. It might be worth asking, 
uh, if there's a way to uh, to pare it down, how do you see the industry? I mean, with a title like that, it seems like you might sort of lay on the, you know, not so impressed side uh, versus the other. Well, I am extremely fortunate to be playing music uh, for a living. I have been so lucky just to be working with the people that I've, I've worked with. But if I left it at that, it wouldn't be the full story. I think if you ask anybody who's in the music business or any business, any industry, I think it's important that um, the villain story be told for two main reasons. The first is that it makes you feel a little bit less isolated if you're not the only one who who signed this terrible contract when you were a kid. And um, for another reason, I think it's good for the next generation to hear hear that story of, of something uh, short-sighted that you did when you were a kid. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it does seem like it could be a cautionary tale for future musicians. I mean, it's, it's an extremely interesting concept. I don't know. Was there a moment of inspiration where you said, that's exactly what I want to write about? I mean, how do you come up? Like, this is not something that usually people tackle, you know, I guess. Well, I'm always writing songs and, and they're always inspired by everything. And um, so when it's time to make a record, I collect songs that seem to fit together in some way. There was a few things that triggered the idea that this actually could be all glued together, all these different characters. And uh, this Robert Altman movie called The Player, which is a beautiful movie about his industry, the film industry, and it's populated with all these different characters. And um, it requires a lot of, uh, not work, but uh, enjoyable work on the on the viewer's side to put all these pieces together to try to say or to try to see what Robert Altman might be saying about the film industry. But um, that's the first thing that comes to mind is that that movie, The Player. And, I mean, character-wise, you know, if the heroes are strung out, it's sort of hard not to notice maybe the villains first because it does seem like the album is populated with monsters in in several ways, whether you're referring to a wolfman or a shark or or whatever it may be. Uh, What was your direction with that? I mean, is that just part of kind of, you know, hiding the names uh, from the story? Well, I I definitely didn't want to put any specific uh, names on it. I think it's better if the songs speak more in in metaphor than, uh, you know, throwing darts at somebody in specific because... Yeah, any any artist you talk to, they could tell you somebody that took advantage of their naivete or um, innocence in the business. And um, yeah, from, from my point of view, I, I enjoy hearing other people's stories of how they got to be where they are. And um, if it, if you're talking to a, a, a real friend, they're not going to just uh, skip over the parts that were challenging. I think a, a, a good friend would tell you the full story, which means the great people that they met, great places they went to, but also, you know, the, um, there was this one thing that happened or there was this one guy that I signed a contract with or uh, had to work with for, for one reason or another. What would a bad contract look like? Because, you know, for most of us, we'll never know that world, I guess. But, but when you do talk yes. about the, the upcoming musicians, like what does a bad contract look like? That's a great question. A bad contract would mean signing your um, songs or or the rights to your songs away for uh, 10, 20 years or uh, the lifetime of your music. And um, it's um, when you're young, it's tricky because you're you're hungry and um, you're almost ready to sign anything. And um, you don't think that you should get a lawyer and that's what a bad contract is. Now, I, I mean, I noticed you, you know, th- this is self-released, this album right there. Uh, whatever situation you were in, do, are, are you out of it? Do, do you get, are you able to walk away clean now? 
I am. I, I'm, I'm very lucky that um, the worst uh, people that I worked with are far behind me. And um, working with Merge, for example, has been incredible. And um, I hope no one is thinking that Merge is the um, subject of any of these songs cause, because they're definitely not. But um, yeah, at the moment, I'm, I'm between islands. And so it seemed like this is a good time to, um, to dive into this stream i i mean i i love the whole thing and i and i want to paint past the sound of it too because there's a lot happening you know beyond just just the lyrics of this i mean when it starts out and you have you know the arrival chorus and i started thinking that it reminded me of one of the movies that's telling the story of real life in the 60s like a movie now telling the story of real mm-hmm. life in the 60s like that's the way you would paint it and i started thinking of you know, that, 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 that magical L.A. of the 60s when everything was a little spacey and they were obsessed with the future and Jetsons and everything. Do you try to conjure an era when you're doing the sounds of these songs? Because, you know, the lyrics fit together, but I find that the music does as well. Well, most of my inspiration comes from, from older records. Uh, it's been that way forever for me. I like your interpretation, by the way, of that song. And um, I think... Um, because I use analog gear, I feel like there's more space for it to be um, paired up with recordings from before I was born. And I like that. And when we're in the studio and I'm referencing guitar sounds or drum sounds or uh, vocal sounds that I like, nine times out of ten, it's it's something from um, before I was born. Come see like it. It might be um, kind of an easy seg to, uh, to ask then about uh, your involvement with uh, the, the movie The King. Because here you are riding in the back of Elvis Presley's Rolls Royce, right? Yes. What an unusual invitation that was. <laughs> um, about four years ago, I guess, I got invited to ride around in uh, Elvis Presley's Rolls Royce and um, play some songs in the back seat. And um, I had no idea that Eugene Jarecki, the director, was going to weave the footage into this uh, incredible film that he made that is um, it's it's hard to describe the scope of it but um, if anyone is a, a fan of Elvis Presley or um, is concerned about the direction this country is going I, I recommend that film and and that's right there what you said is is sort of what hooked me in too because <laughs> That sounds like two very different things. If you're interested in Elvis Presley, you know, okay, here's a documentary or a biopic. That's that's the first thought that comes to mind. But it, it's not that. This is something that bridges something into our current political state and, and also talks about, you know, a, a complicated icon uh, from the world. I mean, it, it has Chuck D and the, and the, and the famous line that, that he painted in there right in the trailer. Yeah, it's, um, um, he's, I think he's speaking in, in metaphor, and um, he's using Elvis as, as a uh, metaphor for everything that America uh, stands for and that everything uh, America is in danger of becoming. And um, I've never seen any film or, or documentary that um, would use that kind of um, poetic license. And um, when I finally saw the uh, advanced screening, I was yeah pretty pretty blown away at how he glued everything together. It's it's amazing. I'll ask about some other stuff. Um, our own Jim James, Louisville's own Jim James, of course, pops in on here on Miracle Man. Uh, in fact, he's on two tracks, right? Uh, was it Bobby? Was that yes, yeah. yes. And then uh, is that is that Connor at the end of Shark that I hear as well? No, it's my old friend uh, Nick Friedis. Oh, <laughs> what a similar voice they have, seriously. And, of course, you know, maybe I'm just being hopeful here because I'm thinking, well, there it is right there. You know, Jim James is on it. 
And, uh, and and last time we talked to Jim, you know, he was still hopeful that there was going to be another Monsters of Folk record. Do you find that that's in the cards? Does, does anybody else want to do that at this point? We all want to. Yet uh, we're, we're always talking about it. Figuring out that the calendar is a trick. The amount of time it takes just to do the calendar is um, it's tricky. And um, we are going to do something someday, I think. But, uh, yeah, there's there's nothing currently on the, on the iCal. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. <laughs> we, yeah, we all are. Yeah. And while I'm bringing that up, uh, it's also the 10th anniversary of uh, of one of your other bands, uh, She and Him. And I saw, you know, you, you all, you put out the uh, the quality uh, songs uh, earlier this year. And and some other teasing with, you know, the world is waiting for the sunrise on Instagram. It's it's the 10th anniversary. Is there any plans at all for you all to, to kind of celebrate that in any way? Well, it's a similar thing. Um, we're all friends. We all live uh, part-time in Los Angeles. Uh, Zoe's full-time down there. But it's just a matter of timing, getting material together. Yeah, there's, there's nothing on the books right now, but uh, I'm sure something's going to going to happen. Now I went back and listened to that one and that especially the debut one. I mean I'm a fan of all of them, but that, you know, there's something even iconic about that one. I don't know. As I don't know if you look back much, you know, if you if you take the time to look at that or if you've even listened to that record lately, but looking back now like you all sort of started something. I mean, you know, indie music or whatever you want to call it was in such a guitar-based world and 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 here she and him came with volume 1 and and I don't know. Does it feel like that was the beginning of a, a, a its own subgenre? Do you do you see that? Well, when I do hear that uh, first record, I'm reminded of the first couple uh, ideas that we had when we met, and she um, she gave me her demos, and and they took me back to some of my favorite uh, Phil Spector songs that were on his box set, and uh, back to mono. And um, I hadn't listened to those for years, but just listening. To these songs and these compositions made me want to go back and discover his, uh, rediscover his uh, production styles because I think there's um, there's a lot to be learned from him, strictly musically speaking. And um, <laughs> it's too bad that he's he's a psycho, but right, um, right. the productions stand the test of time. And um, when I hear our first uh, volume one record, I um, I just think of the um, how much uh, fun we had trying to combine these uh, different elements and different uh, inspirations. What a cool record you ended up making, like I said, and, and everything you all do. I look forward to, uh, to, to to all this stuff, you know, eventually the She and Him and the Monsters of Folk. But at the, in the meantime, Matt, it's been a pleasure to talk to you about this new record. Uh, what a wonderful industry that I, um, I get to be part of as well. <laughs> Lucky enough to be a part well, of as well. Well, I appreciate the support. It was, it was nice talking to you and uh, hopefully see you in the uh, Louisville uh, soon. I, I imagine I'll be there next year sometime. Yeah, I hope so too. We'll look forward to it. Th- thank you, sir, very much. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, big thanks to M. Ward for that conversation right there. The new album is called What a Wonderful Industry. And again, he is part of the uh, movie The King. Don't forget, you can subscribe over at Consequence of Sound's YouTube page to keep up with your favorite artists and interviews. Or if you're listening to the podcast, uh, iTunes, Podchaser, wherever you're getting this from, uh, subscribe there now as well to keep up with us. Uh, And then if you can leave a rating and a review, then you can head over to WFPK.org. Making the rounds on the Internet, that's where you'll hear me do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern, and where you'll also find bonus episodes of this series. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.
Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.